The Gospel of Luke tells us large crowds were following Jesus. He wanted to challenge them to count the cost of following him and not just get swept up into the crowd. So Jesus said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own life, he cannot be my disciple. He went on to say, every one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. Our brothers and sisters in China understand this verse at a deep level. Here's Pastor Pan from the Mayflower Church. Uh, Chinese Christians knows that they have to pay price for the for their religion. Maybe that's because that everything costs uh, costs something in China. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome back to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton. This week's going to be a little bit different from normal here on VOM Radio. Our guest is not in our studio in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. We're going to listen to an interview that I conducted recently with the pastor of a church. The Mayflower Church has gotten a lot of attention, a lot of media, for deciding together as an entire congregation to leave the People's Republic of China and seek religious freedom elsewhere. Pastor Pan leads the Mayflower Church, and I talked with him through an interpreter, so you're going to hear a little bit of Pastor Pan's voice in Mandarin, but mostly you're going to hear the English interpretation. We were on the road, and I can't tell you exactly where in order to protect Pastor Pan and protect the members of the Mayflower Church, so there wasn't a fancy studio, just a portable recorder in a room with an air conditioner running, so the sound is not as clean, it's not as clear as we normally have here on VOM Radio, but it's an important story, and I hope that you will pay attention and hear from this courageous pastor who's going to challenge all of us to think about the price we have paid or may pay in the future to follow Jesus. I started out by asking Pastor Pan how he became a believer in Christ. Uh, my pathway started at 2000. So my father was crashed that time. And uh, there's a group of Christians came to the hospital to visit my family. Uh, they take me to a church and uh, I start worshiping there. And uh, over one and a half a year, I was baptized there. Jesus said that uh, I came for the sinners, not for the righteous. As I was a surgeon doctor, I know that people will come for me because of their disease. As Jesus said that the, those sinners should come to him. I know I'm a sinner. So before you came to faith, what was your religious background? Were you just an atheist? Were you a Confucian? What, what was your belief before you chose to follow Christ? No beliefs. No beliefs at all. No religion at all. Maybe I believe in money. 
Many Americans believe in money too. <laughs> After you became a follower of Christ, then how did he call you to be a pastor, to be a leader in the church? Yeah, uh, so I was baptized at 2003 at Eastern. Uh, so one of the books that impact me is the book Knowing God, written by J. Packer. So there, at that time, there's a lot of uh, people in our church saying that we need a preacher like him, like me. So uh, I became, I serve as a preacher in that church. So since that time, I went to church at each Sunday and preach each Sunday till now. When you became a follower of Christ in communist China, what did you think about persecution? Did you know persecution would come? I know that before I became a believer, uh, we go to the church secretly every time. So from the first day that you followed Christ, you knew there would be a price. Yeah. Yes. Did that ever cause you to hesitate, or you you just thought it was part of the part of the deal? No. No hesitation. Yeah. So that's a special part of Chinese Christian. Uh, Chinese Christians knows that they have to pay price. For the for their religion, maybe that's because that everything costs uh, costs something in China. So you knew there would be a price to be paid in China, and then years later you made the decision to leave China. What did you see happening in the country that made you decide now is the time we sh we should go someplace else? 2018年 so in 2018, uh, July 5th, so uh, my friend, Pastor Wang Yi, we was uh, having lunch together at that day. At that time, I went to Chengdu, and uh, he asked me a question, did you prepare to be arrested? But at that time, I told him that uh, it's you who will be uh, arrested. And just for the sake of the people who are listening to this, Pastor Wang Yi is, is now in prison, serving a nine-year prison sentence in China. So he was arrested and he was sent to prison. But he was challenging you to say, are you ready to be arrested as well? So when I asked him what time do you think you will be arrested, he said it must be before October 1st. Chinese Independence Day. Yeah. Uh, he was arrested at uh, December 9th and the police came for me and uh, came for our uh, church leaders. This situation continued to uh, September in 2019, so uh, we know that we cannot, we can stay in China no longer. So 
When the police came to see you after Wang Yi was arrested, what did they want from you or what did they ask you? They want to treat us like they have done to Wang Yi's church. They want us to shut down or they will shut down us. So they came and said, close your church. Yes. Today? Like, like right now, close it? Or did they give you a deadline? Or? The police want us to sh shut down right now. So uh, we changed our worship and we became a part. Some like parts. small groups. Yeah, small groups. Well, and the police came for me very often. And they also said something to my landlord. It makes me feel uh, difficult to continue living at the place I was. Well, I was run renting a house at that time, and the police came for the landlord, asked him to uh, drift me away. Pastor Wang Yi released a, a public letter and had a lot of pastors sign with him. Did, did you sign that letter as well publicly? And did all the pastors who signed the letter have this, the police visiting them and asking questions and trying to close down their churches? None of them has been arrested and prisoned like Wang Yi, but some of them was arrested for 15 days, others a few days. They're in different parts of China and uh, different persecuting ways. Why do something like, like sign that very public letter? Why make it so public instead of just kind of keeping quiet? So uh, we feel that we are in the same situation as it happens on last century, last century in Germany. Mm -hmm. Those German pastors, they want to sign a letter against Hitler. At that time, they have their choice. They, want, they have to decide whether they will continue helping the Hitler government or they will stand up and uh, fight. We know that uh, if we stand up, it will be something happens on us, but we also know that if you keep yourself low, there's no way for you to escape from the persecution. It will cost a lot, it costs more if you keep low yourself. So that day when you had lunch with Pastor Wang Yi, what did you sense about his spirit when he said, I will probably be arrested by October? Was he ready for that? Did, did you feel like he was prepared spiritually to go through that? Well, I asked him that time and he said he has already prepared and he want me to prepare too. But I said I, I didn't prepare for that. As you see Pastor Wang Yi goes to prison, the police are calling you in several times a week, every, once a week. How often were the police coming and seeing you or telling you to come and see them? It depends. Yeah. <laughs> There's a possibility that they will come at every time. Every time you Any meet. time, yeah. Mm -hmm. So how did you start to have conversations in your congregation with your church people 
about should we stay here? Should we go? How did that conversation and that thought process kind of go forward? I have talked with our church members for during a whole year that uh, this Sunday might be our last Sunday together. Every Sunday? Every Sunday. At that time, we didn't have a, a clear plan to leave China and uh, go go to Jeju, go to Korea. At that time, we just have a plan for uh, for some people to visit Jeju, Korea, and see if we can have some children there, stay there, and uh, have their education. The church sent me and one other brothers of our church to visit there. We have some report for the church that the place is a wonderful place and it's good for us. And we feel that it's possible for all of our church members to go there. Maybe after some years after Xi Jinping get down from his position, we can go back to China again. Well, it's special. Some of us asks that uh, why we should go to this place or why we shall do this in this time. But uh, some of us have a strong feeling that we should shall leave as soon as possible. It's a very strong feeling by Holy Spirit. So we went there in one month. And some some of them was left in China because they were too late, just too late. So uh, we feel like Israelites uh, when they came from Egypt, came out of Egypt. So when did you realize that you probably can't return? Uh, after I came out, after I made the refugee claim, I noticed that I won't be able to go back. Can't go back. But I know that my purpose will be sharing gospel to China and Chinese. Well, some people asked me, uh, when will we go back to China? And he said, we'll go back to China after our children have their education. So when, when the whole church met together to discuss, should we leave, should we stay? Tell me about that meeting, like, because I'm sure there were some people who said, let's stay, and some people said, let's go. How did the church make that decision in unity? The church members knows our plan before one week. We, may, we have the meeting, and uh, they talked and argued a lot about this, <laughs> even in families. Uh-huh. It's a hard decision. So how did how did they come to unity of let's go? Well, uh, it's the families made their own decision. Like two or three families, they plans to live together. So they brought the same ticket of the ticket of the same plan, and they sold out their furniture and uh, stopped renting their houses and they just go. Well, some church members said that they want to go back to their hometown and uh, they want to uh, 
uh, leave China after the Chinese New Year. And as you know, after just in the same time of the Chinese New Year, the COVID-19 started and uh, they never get a chance to flee. They, they still didn't came to join us. And if you had not left when you did, you probably wouldn't have been able to leave either, right? Yeah. I mean, literally within weeks, the whole country was shut down. Yes. So the Lord had, the Lord had a plan. In one way, I would think that the Chinese government is happy you're gone. They didn't want you to have a church, so now the church is gone. Or do you think they were very angry that you would leave? Well, they must be very angry. But, but from the very first day or only after it became public that, that you guys had left? At the first time, they was angry. But after it's public, they became mad. Very angry, yeah. Well, there's no church being as a church who fled from China since uh, 1949 to, this, to show the world that there is persecution in China. Uh, I know that there are people who stand out and uh, tell the world about the persecution and the world, I, I know that the world knows the truth, but there, there's no church being as a church who came out from China and tell the truth. They must, they must be very angry, and so they sent out police. They came to our, our families, uh, came to visit our families who are still in China, and they threatened them, asked ask, uh, them to tell us to shut up. How soon after you left did the police start visiting your relatives and start visiting other people in the church? Was it like one or two days or one or two weeks or how, how soon did that start happening? It started on 2020 which is the Wall Street Journal have our report. The Wall Street Journal article. Yeah. So after that is when the, the Chinese police started pressure. And the goal of all of their pressure is to get you to come back to China or just to be quiet? They just want us to go back to China. There are different ways that they use, like threatened or cheated. They told one of our church members' father, they say that uh, you can get your son back and uh, we will prepare money and a plane ticket for him to come back and after he's back we will prepare a job. Essentially trying to bribe him, yes. we'll buy your plane ticket, we'll give you a nice job when you get home, just come home, yes. just come back. But if you went back you would almost certainly be arrested. Would everyone who went back get arrested? Whatever they will do, they won't uh, let us go in peace. Yeah. One of our church members who want to came to Jeju with us, she, she was uh, stopped it at the custom. She didn't apply for refugee, but she was stopped by Korean custom. And, and sent back to China. Yes. So is she under house arrest now? Yeah. Yes. Still. Still. So three years. Yeah.
three years. I think. Sweet. Uh, we think that uh, as our people has already replied for refugee, if we uh, was taken took back, we will face uh, much more dangerous than they they are facing. You went to Korea. Korea rejected your plea for refugee status. Now you're trying to work through the United Nations. What's going on with the legal process, and how can we pray for the next steps? In Korea, the Christians, refugees. Our case has been updated and was noticing by the uh, UNHCR. Yeah, because of the publicity, I think so. After they give us a uh, refugee status, then we'll face the asylum problem. Yeah, so yeah. resettlement. resettlement. There are thousands of refugees stays in Thailand for waiting for asylum. And there are only 1% of them can be resettled every year. We still don't know that when we can be resettled. It could be weeks, it could be years. I mean, there really is, you have no way of knowing how long it could be. Yes. We have friends in America, Tyler, Texas, and they, they always tell the American government that they have prepared for us, just waiting for us to go there. When we talk to people in America, we will ask them to pray for Mayflower Church. How can we pray? What what can we pray for you and for your church family? We were facing a strong argue, a strong fighting with with devil. Yeah. A lot of attacks. Yes. Yeah. Some of them came from the police threatened to our families in China and others. Uh, so pray for, the, pray for the families and the church members still in China. Yes, and also I think just pray for our uh, safety here and our heart, our soul. Mm. As we didn't have a job here in Thailand, our rents, our rents for the house and uh, our daily bread came from the those American church. We hope that some people can help us. And uh, we all need to prepare for English after we came to America. We will need that. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for telling your story. And we will encourage many people to pray. Thank you a lot. You're very welcome. It's our, it's our honor. So we're very blessed to be here. And uh, I want to give special thanks to the VOM. They have been helping us in Korea and yes. Thailand. 
Yes. Yeah. 非常感谢。Ah,、uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening this week to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to the free Voice of the Martyrs magazine. Just come to vomradio.net, click on the free magazine link at the top of the page. We would love to send that to you. Also, I'd appreciate it if you would take a few moments to rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening. That's a great way to help us reach new listeners with the stories of our persecuted brothers and sisters. You can also help us reach new listeners by sharing this episode with a Christian friend and with your pastor. You can also give financially to support VOM's work helping persecuted Christians, providing Bibles, and supporting frontline ministry. Simply click on the donate tab under More at the top of vomradio.net, or you can go directly vomradio.net/donate. Next week, we're going to hear from Fuad Masri. He has trained thousands of Christians how to reach out and share the gospel with Muslims, and he's got a brand new book that will help you know how to confidently share Jesus with your Muslim friends. I know you'll be blessed by that. I know it will equip you. So please be back with us next week, right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.